The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Thank you, Charlie. Sheldon Silver, the once powerful speaker of the New York State Assembly, has been given a reprieve by the Second Circuit Court of Appeals. Silver was convicted of bribery in 2015 for taking $4 million in kickbacks and was sentenced to 12 years in prison. He was out on bail pending his appeal, which he won today. The Manhattan Appeals Court tossed Silver's conviction because the instructions given to the jury did not comport with the Supreme Court ruling last year. Silver does not have a get-out-of-jail-free card, though. The Manhattan U.S. attorney, the acting Manhattan U.S. attorney, says Silver will be retried. Joining me to discuss the case and its repercussions is former federal prosecutor Robert Mintz, the head of the White Collar and Criminal Investigations Practice at McCarter and English, and Jeffrey Bellin, a professor at William & Mary Law School. Bob, the Supreme Court case that caused this reversal was the case involving Bob McDonnell, a former Republican governor of Virginia. What did the court rule there? That case, June, uh, was one that really had a strong impact on the government's ability to bring these types of honest services fraud cases, because what it did is it redefined what constituted an official act. In that case, the facts were pretty straightforward. It was clear that the governor of Virginia, uh, Governor Robert McDonald, had, had received $175,000 in loans and gifts from a businessman. And in exchange for that, what he did is he set up meetings and provided the use of the governor's man in order to try to promote this nutritional supplement on behalf of the businessmen who had given him those gifts. And the question was whether that, that type of conduct, setting up meetings, providing the governor's mansion, whether that type of conduct constituted what, what is an official act under the statute. And the Supreme Court held that it did not, that it was too close to the line of what would be normal constituent services, and therefore that conviction was overturned. Jeff, is this reversal really a surprise? Former Manhattan U.S. Attorney Preet Bharara said in a panel discussion in October that the McDonald case might muck up the verdict in silver. Yes, I, I agree. It did. It was likely it would muck it up, and it did muck it up. And I agree with you that it was not a surprise. I mean, the the lower courts were using a jury instruction to define official act uh, throughout the country that uh, was much looser than the jury instruction that has to come now after the McDonald case. Uh, essentially, official act was defined prior to McDonald as any act taken in an official capacity. And after McDonald, uh, as uh, Bob says, there's a much narrower definition. And so the juries that decided cases in this interim period were all using a jury instruction that, that the McDonald case says was too friendly to the government. And so the defendants in those cases have a very strong argument on appeal, just like uh, Mr. Silver did, that they should get a new trial with the proper jury instruction. Bob, are the facts in this case that the prosecution presented different enough from the McDonald case? Is there enough of a quid pro quo and official acts that they have a good chance of getting a conviction the second time around? 
Well, the facts are very different. Uh, the case of uh, Sheldon Silver essentially involved two criminal schemes where the government alleged he abused his position for personal gain. Uh, one of them involved uh, performing favors for a doctor in exchange for the doctor referring mesothelioma patients to Silver's law firm, and the other uh, involved two real estate developers who uh, Silver was allegedly providing favors for, again, in exchange for for referral fees, and as a result, according to the government, these schemes produced about $4 million in referral fees for silver. And the question uh, in, in, these, in each of these cases is with the new instruction that would have to be given pursuant to the McDonald case, would the jury still have convicted uh, Sheldon Silver? And we're going to find out, obviously, because he's going to be retried, according to the U.S. attorney um, in the Southern District. But the facts, I think, are pretty strong here. Uh, there some issues about statute of limitations because some of the conduct occurred outside the five-year statute, and there'll be some issues about whether all of that comes in. Um, but uh, again, turns on whether the, the 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 favors that were performed by Silver constitute uh, official acts within this narrower definition that M- the McDonald Court handed down. Jeff, this ruling comes just days after the same court upheld the bribery conviction of former Brooklyn Assemblyman William Boylan Jr. on similar grounds questioning the jury instructions. What was the difference between the two cases? All right. Well, this this is a question I'm not prepared for, so I'm not going to answer this one. But I will. I wanted to comment on your previous question to uh, Bob Mintz uh, on on what will happen going forward with the Silver case. If you remember, in the McDonald case, the uh, attorneys that prosecuted the case wanted to go forward on that case and retry him as well. And it was, according to leaks, it was the Department of Justice uh, main headquarters that overruled that. And so I think there's still uh, we're still to see if the case against Silver is retried. I unfortunately don't know the facts of the case that you referenced, so I can't comment on the differences right. there. Bob, do you know that case? It's not quite as, as uh, well-known as the Silver case. But let's take the conviction of former New York Senate leader Dean Skelos. Is that in jeopardy now? Because he was convicted on extortion, bribery, and conspiracy charges, and he, too, has cited the McDonald ruling in his appeal, which is pending. Yeah, I mean, every single case that has come down um, where there was a conviction prior to McDonald, uh, you can bet that defense lawyers are going to argue that those instructions um, were flawed. And uh, it's important to bear in mind that even in this case where the conviction was reversed, the Supreme Court, uh, um, or the Second Circuit, rather, is not saying that there was insufficient evidence to gain a conviction. They're just saying that a reasonable jury might have gone either way. Way if the instructions had been properly uh, delivered. So I think with, with, the, with the Silver case and, and with uh, Dean Skelos, those are cases that um, we're just going to have to see how they play out. I think it's very difficult to predict whether there'll be a conviction again with the narrower instructions that are now mandated by the McDonald decision. Jeff, can you explain in simple terms how much narrower the the uh, instructions are now. I mean, and and what the purpose of of that narrowing is? Sure. the The Supreme Court. I think the way they looked at the McDonald case was they were alarmed that the jury instruction in that case that said if you give a politician any money in exchange for official acts, and if you would define official act as anything the government 
official does in an official capacity, that it looked like that would make uh, almost every politician at jeopardy for being criminally prosecuted, because politicians, as we unfortunately know, are constantly receiving money from donors and, and the like, and they're then providing access and favors to those donors. And it seemed like the jury instructions allowed juries to convict if you gave a politician some money and the politician gave you access in a meeting or something like that that other constituents did not receive. The Supreme Court kind of blinked at that. Even though the statute that they were working under could have covered that conduct, the Supreme Court didn't, didn't want that to be the case. And so they interpreted the statute more narrowly and said, it's not enough to just get access, to just get a meeting, to just get a phone call from your politician when you give them money. It has to be that the politician promised to give you some actual official uh, result, right? So, like, there is some. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to stop you there. I'm <laughs> sure we'll enough. be discussing this McDonald case over and over again. Thank you, Jeff Bell and Professor at William and Mary Law School, and Bob Mintz, head of the White Collar and Criminal Investigations Unit at McCarter and English. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum, powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.